This is How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, Come on, you never watched Election? Or, You seriously have never seen Casino Royale? Or, How have you not seen Training Day? Welcome back to Have You Not Seen. I am your co-host, Carson Betts. And I am your other co-host, Caroline Thompson. Uh, this is a movie podcast where every week one of us brings one of our favorite films the other hasn't seen. We talk about it. We go and watch the movie. And then we talk about it some more. It's uh, got to be a very gritty, uh, difficult time out there on those streets. Let me tell you. Hell yeah. Yeah. So let's get right into it, Caroline. How have you not seen Training Day? That's a very good fucking question. Yeah. And um, I am very excited because I feel like this movie is going to be so wholly up my alley. Mm, yeah. Um, as somebody who's just like kind of into, because I don't think this movie is bad from its reputation. I don't think this movie is yeah. like dumb uh, by its reputation. Like, I think that this film is probably, um, is probably like actually like kind of about stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah. as somebody who is really into over-the-top, bombastic, intense action, um, I'm very excited for this one. I think it's going to be very much up my alley. I mean, and I think that this really does just fall down to, um, obviously, I was a little young for training day. Cause what is this? This is late 90s, right? Or is it very early? This 90s? is early 2000s, I believe. Let me, let me double check on that. Pretty sure it's... Two, two, 2001. 2001. Yes. Yes. 2001. Very so, okay. Yeah. So I was seven when this movie came out. So mm-hmm. obviously, um, obviously, TV wasn't taking like, you to go see Training Day. No. Yeah. No. My mom, my mother was not taking me to, uh, to see Training Day in the cinema. Um, she was already, uh, she, she learned her lesson by taking me to see The Lord of the Rings the year prior <laughs> because, um, by this point in, um, wait, this was 2001. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then, then the same year, she learned that lesson. Um, because from the time she took me to see Lord of the Rings, I never stopped talking about Lord of the Rings. Hello. Yep. I still, I'm still rambling about Lord of the Rings. Imagine had it been Training Day and you would just been like, yes. <laughs> would have would have been a very different. Uh, ended up as a very different person. Um, yeah. But um, so I really think like not not for this to be a cop out answer, but like I I really think this is just one that like because from. 2001 until like 2013 mm-hmm. like whilst growing up like as a kid into my like adolescence and into early adulthood no like I would assume father figure no dad guy mm-hmm. of mine no guy in my life who either is my dad or, or is close to my dad ever was like fuck kid you haven't seen training day like sit your ass down. Like have a beer. Because this, this really there. feels like this really feels like a um, one of two kinds of movies, which are very similar but still very different. This feels like the kind of movie that is on TNT on a Sunday afternoon at oh, 3 p.m. Yeah. And um, either your dad or your uncle is scrolling through the channels and sees that Training Day is on, and turns to you and goes, says, 
have you ever seen Training Day? And yeah. like you go like, no, I haven't. And they're like, cool, we're watching Training Day. Yeah, we're watching. Really Training feels Day. like one of those movies. Yeah. Also, very similar, like like in the same vein, but very different movie. Uh, feels like this is the kind of movie where you go to, uh, you go on vacation with your, uh, with some of your extended family, and um, one of the like twenty seven very not uh, thoroughly considered DVDs that's at the um, that's at the vacation house you're staying at. Oh. Um, one of them is Training Day, and your oh. uncle's going through and sees that Training Day is on the shelf and goes, "Holy shit, they have Training Day here!" Oh, and then your uncle like does not shut up until the whole family watches Training Day. It feels like one of those movies too. That is very correct. I will uh, add a, a slight a, a amendment to that in terms of my own relationship to the movie, which is that this is one of the like five DVDs that my mother has always owned, and it is like one of her five favorite movies. And that so is that phenomenal. is why that is why I have seen Training Day. That is amazing, child. And this is as as we get older, the more the more your mom I just mm-hmm. become. Yes, that's not a weird yes. burn. It's not a weird burn. No, like, <laughs> she's a cool lady. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, some of my mom's favorite films, you know, uh, Fried Green Tomatoes, Pretty Woman, Training Day, you know. <laughs> all, all great movies. All of the Medea movies. She fucking loves the Medea movies. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, my mom's a cool lady. Uh, yeah, so this is also the history of, I've, I don't know if on the podcast, but certainly I've told you this in real life, Caroline, that this is a, a history of my mom showing me R-rated Denzel Washington films when I was way too young to see them. Because the first R-rated movie I ever saw was Man on Fire. Wow. When I was like nine years old, a movie where Denzel Washington shoves a grenade up a man's ass. And she said, "Eh, you can stay up late on a school night and watch this. (laughs) And that's why I'm the way I am. (laughs) Incredible. Mm. Incredible. So, Carolyn, what do you know about Trading Day? Do Do you know the writer and the director of this movie? two two people but um the writer i don't think so but Mm. it's directed by anton fuqua right Mm -hmm. yeah um like one of his earlier like theatrical films kind of the one that like really really put him on the map you know Um, this is this is the the work this is really the the work that got him to the place he's at today you know directing infinite with mark Wahlberg, the equalizer too yeah hey hey it's uh it's 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 good work if you can get it, you know, uh, uh, because that's the thing is Anton Fuqua gets to hang out with Denzel Washington a lot. And you know, have, I have yeah. studios give the two of them millions of dollars to like have fun with their buddies. Like, hey, um, do you want, want to see a movie where Denzel Washington holds a gun? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Actually. I mean, honestly, like, <laughs> sounds pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that was my favorite part of the tragedy of Macbeth. Um, <laughs> when he has that gun at the end. <laughs> It made that movie better. Uh, uh, he says, is this a dagger that I see before me? And, <laughs> it's uh, and it's a fucking Glock. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's like the bad regional theater production version of. Oh, absolutely. Movie. I mean, I mean, that is, <laughs> that is, uh, that is the bad version of draw your sword and the gun <sighs> brand famous sword. Well, yeah. Okay, I, thought that, that rules. I thought we liked Romeo plus. We do. And I'm no, going to say that's the bad that version of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that rules. That fucking slapped so hard. Um, I don't know the writer, at least not off the top of my head. It's David Ayer. Oh, that makes, makes sense. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Ugh. Yeah. What a, what, a, what a strange man who only gets markedly worse as uh, time. If, truly... if, the arc of, if the arc of history uh, is long but slowly bends towards justice, the, um, the arc of David Ayer's career, <laughs> career is longer than it should be and bends towards just 
never stopping. This motherfucker directed Fury and wrote The Fast and the Furious, and he also made Bright. Ugh, God. Wait, David Ayer did not direct The Fast and the Furious. He wrote it. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, he didn't direct it, no. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say- You wrote that. it, right? Let me look that way. Let me he see. did. I'm I looking think... at his Wikipedia right He did. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. pretty sure, yeah. Um, But I was going to say, that film, I mean, that's the thing. We'll we'll get to this one day. We'll find somebody who hasn't seen The Fast and the Furious because um, yeah. my my whole take on Fast and the Furious is it is it's very, very much- Very good. Uh, thank you. It's a good take. Um, it's, it's very similar to um, my uh, take that just went up on the Patreon about Twilight recently, mm-hmm. which uh, two films that- I did not ever think I would compare uh, on Mike. However, Mm -hmm. um, that so much of the reason I love both of those movies is kind of because um, the director reads the script that's very much written and intended to be uh, thing A, and they go, no, what if it was thing F instead? And it's just like like that. I wouldn't even call it a tension. It's a bit of a tension in Twilight. In Fast and the Furious, it just rules. But Mm -hmm. the, um, the sort of like mild dissonance from making those directing choices um is what i love about those movies and i think that uh it's so much fun um but i know what else do i know it's obviously denzel washington it is ethan hawk which rules and that's really i mean they're cops mm-hmm. um is this the the denzel washington smoking meme Ooh, uh, wait, which, wait, what? Which one? There's like an old meme that went around. Um, and like, I won't say it because I'm I, looking it up. I do believe oh. it, it has the N word in uh, it. So yes. I won't say it, but like, there's a, there's a, there's a photo of Denzel Washington smoking. And yes, uh, it, it is. Yeah. This movie. And it's just like basically. Oh, you, I'm you just, I just responded. Yeah, this one. Yeah. Yep, yep. You just yep, responded yep, yep, yep. with it with like when somebody says something like super rad and you just want to be like, hell yeah. Like, I, yeah. Like, like you respond with that meme. I yes. never respond with that meme, but I've seen it many places. Um, but like that's that's from this movie, right? Yes, yes. Okay. okay. I just I looked up the picture and I went, ah, yeah, yeah. No, he just yes. he does so much good smoking work in this movie. Yes. Yeah. I just I just want to say, like, we are three of the whitest people I've ever met. <laughs> um, yes. I, I I I truly don't know how else I could have described that meme. Mm. Um, so yeah. if if me being a really obnoxious white person, uh, if that was just me hardcore showing my ass then like i apologize but uh yeah i mean i've seen that meme and i always thought it was from training day because i Mm -hmm. because he looks kind of similar to the way he does in the poster yes in that meme Mm -hmm. so um yeah i really think that's it i know i know the color palette of this film or at least of the poster is that that super cool washed out like gray Mm -hmm. and gold that i think is like super badass oh Um, yeah very early 2000s but in the best possible way yeah and i mean not so much as a, uh, as like a, uh, like, a, oh, I know like this oft remarked upon thing, but like, mm-hmm. I do know too that like, I'm, I'm kind of excited because this is going to be one of the last pre 9 11 hardcore yeah. action cop films. I believe it. I just saw it. It came up in September, it released in Venice September 2nd. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, obviously, you know, films take a, take a long time to make. So, obviously, fully fully conceptualized written shot produced edited like previous so yeah i'm very excited for that um, oh yeah i feel like uh, it'll be kind of 
kind of the last of a of a certain breed yeah 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 it, it uh, stuff gets we're coming back to what the ultimate what the ultimate message of training day is is something that we're coming back to now but oh boy it took uh took a little while to get back there uh so if that's all you know are you ready for our little game this week i am okay so we are doing is it a tutorial no will that you would, be training me no okay uh so we're going to be doing recast it. We're doing a, a, a bit of a slight spin to it, which is actually very similar to the way we did it with a different Ethan Hawke movie. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. So rather than recasting the top five listed actors, I would like you to just come up with three alternate pairings for the Ethan Hawke Denzel roles in this movie. Okay, cool. I can do that. I do have one question. Okay. Is the fact that like... Denzel Washington is black and Ethan Hawke is white. Is that yes. like attention yes. in it the is, film? Uh, it is important. It is part okay. of it. Okay, it I kind of it. figured. Yes. I kind of figured because it is a movie from 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I just wanted to make sure before I was like, oh my gosh. And then in the Denzel Washington role, we can have Ewan McGregor. Yeah, <laughs> no, that would be not right. That would be incorrect. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, well, shit. So this is 2001. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that. I mean, be un- free, yeah. be free, as per always. No, 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 you know. no, no. I, I like to do. I like to stick to these. <laughs> I like to be weird. <laughs> um, because like that's my thing. Is like you know, it it as not great as it is when you're thinking about like late '90s, early 2000s, and like honestly, even still today, it's mm-hmm. like, well, if the act, if the main actor has to be black, like. Yeah. We're already like like that that shrinks your pool so much because yeah. only, like you know, obviously Hollywood and Le- all of America is a leading black markedly men in racist yeah. industry. Mm-hmm. So like men from that era that have enough clout and are recognizable enough that I will think like it was in movies twenty years ago, and then I will remember them like that pool shrinks mm-hmm. pretty significantly, um, which is true too. Every time we look back, and it's just like cast a movie from the 70s pick a woman it's like well there's like five of them yeah um uh let me think so let me think of some good pairings because ethan hawk and denzel washington denzel is definitely a bit older but like mm-hmm. not so much older like denzel is like mid 60s and ethan hawk is like 50s right now right uh, I think Denzel's a little older than that. Oh no, he's sixty-seven. Ethan Hawke is, but it did yeah, fifty-one. Okay, so okay, so there is, there is. Damn. Um, man, this picture of Ethan Hawke on his Wikipedia page. Let me t- let me tell you what a what a crunchy ass boy he looks oh, I, like. I love Ethan. Hawke. The thing about pick. Ethan Hawke is he uh, checks notes only gets hotter. Um, yeah, yeah, more and more. Got he rules. Uh, I don't know if y'all are watching Moon Knight, but he is spectacular. In Moon Knight. So I, I haven't I seen have it yet, heard. but I'm sure. Literally, I they were like, hey, what if I, you know, because I didn't even finish Hawkeye. I was like, ah, I don't know about these Marvel TV shows after WandaVision. I don't really care. And then they're like, what if Oscar has a good Ethan Hawker in it? I'm like, ah, <laughs> every That's time my thing. Out, you pull me back in. <laughs> is, is I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go down that rabbit hole because uh, yeah. like Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawk, two of my boys. Oh, yeah. Um. Let me think here. So Let's now go. I'm just kind of coming up with pairings. Yeah. Um, so, okay. All right. Let's do 
fine. It's it's this film's gonna be cast in the late '90s because it's gonna probably be cast around '99 if it's premiering sure. in 2001. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna say some some actors from the late '90s. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick. I am wearing my directed by Lana Wachowski shirt again. Yeah. So I'm gonna stay true to my culture, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say Lawrence Fishburne. Oh uh, yeah. Um, in the Denzel role with. I'm going to go ahead and say Lawrence Fishburne. And you know what? Oh, are you going to do it? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I'm not going to say in Keanu. No. Ah, dude, that's <laughs> oh, that's where I thought you were going. That's um, where I thought you were going. I'm going to do Lawrence Fishburne and I'm going to do Ben Affleck. Oh, Some real chaos. Weird movie. Okay, go on. Keep going. Um, I'm then going to go. Um, I am then going to go, let's see, early 2000s. Okay, okay. I'm going to do, um, I'm going to say uh, Jamie Foxx. Okay. And Brad Pitt in the okay. early 2000s. Whoa. Um, I think that is, so uh, if that is taking training day and just being like, and, and skewing it a little more like Fincher-esque, um, you know, making it a little more, making it a little more like cool and sexy than <sighs> what I imagine it probably is like a little bit more gritty. And um... see, you said that you said cool and sexy. And I was like, oh, it's training day babies. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's... Well, here's the real, here's the real training day babies. Okay. Uh, not really training day babies, but it, this is, this is, no, no, no. This is, what is it? What is this dark, gritty cop movie? We need to make mm-hmm. it more intense. We need to make it more, uh, more lighthearted and, and, and fun, more mm-hmm. mass appeal. You get um, this next very cursed, uh, very cursed pairing of um, Will Smith and Leonardo oh, yeah. DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Oh. oh. <laughs> and then can I name it? Can I make, can I make, can I have a bonus? Can I make a bonus? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Please. Uh, my bonus choice um, is a few years after their 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 mega hit fan favorite. Um, I would like to bring back the uh, the um, above the billing duo of um, Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd watch that. Oh, wow. Here's the thing. We got to go watch it. The first one, it's, it, this is, it's very similar to before where it's like, it's kind of heretical to change any of them. Like it, you know, but first one's not terrible. The other two are fucking wild. Fully though. cursed. Yeah. hundred okay. percent. Okay. All right. Well, you ready to go watch trading day? I sure am. Hell yeah. Let's do it. back yes 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 we are oh what? come on you didn't come back with king kong ain't got, <laughs> shit, got on me. shit on me um i as i was watching king kong has a lot of shit on me he uh, <laughs> he, uh, he found some tapes he uh, uh, king kong. found some old social media accounts i thought i had wiped uh, king, king kong's kong. got some shit on me he got uh that big axe that he charged with nuclear energy 
that he yeah. used to kill <laughs> Mechagodzilla. Real quick, uh, I did say a joke I made after that movie is yeah. I did not have um, King Kong's axe runs out of charge as the ah. plot point on my bingo card for this movie, but there it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, that's that's very accurate. Um, so I, I I will say because I just I rewatched this today with my roommate and before King Kong ain't got shit on me. I said, oh, he's about to say it. And before he did, we talked about the big gif that came out of this movie. Yes. Um, the first time before he said that, I go, oh, he's about to say it. I just like pointed. I was like, he's about to do the thing. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. So this movie is, um, here's the thing about this movie. I'm going to just say it. And then Caroline, I'm going to let you talk because there's just so much to say about this fucking film. Uh, it goes so goddamn hard in the paint. Yes. And I really do appreciate that about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who boy, where do you even start? Yeah, I know. Day? Where do you start talking about this? 21 years movie? later. Yeah. Almost 21 years later. Training Day is almost old enough to drink. Um, yes. He turns old enough to drink in October this wow. year. Wow. Um, so where do we even begin? Okay. So I guess. Let me just chart super quick, like my enjoyment anyway of this sure. film, and we can kind of we can kind of take it from there. I personally really like movies that can take themselves like pretty seriously, yeah, and like they treat what they are about, and they treat like like I really like that. Like um, one of my many complaints about like kind of like mainstream like action superhero movies it's right now is like there's yep. always that like wink at that nudge mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's always that kind of like haha we're kind of too cool to be actually doing this right and i'm like i mean that has a time and space certainly certainly but like i like movies that are like no this is fucking real this is important like yeah. that's why we're that's why i made a whole fucking movie about it like yeah. let's go like i like intense movies um there's just something about it that just like really grips me so the beginning of this movie i was kind of like okay like all right i'm i'm vibing with this i'm vibing with this i'm like i don't love i mean it's the whole thing with cop movies yeah in this day and age it's like pretty much everything they're saying is just factually incorrect and yeah. like and so it's like kind of that awkward thing where it's like, I did have my guard up in the beginning because I was very much like, okay, like how propaganda is this thing going to be? It's definitely pretty dark. So I can kind of see it kind of like posing interesting questions about like the state of policing and also this coming out just before 9-11. Mm -hmm. Well, actually the movie comes out less just than a month after, after, but, yeah, but it obviously before. would have been, yeah. So it's like, it's, like, it, it, it's already kind of in a different world. And being so specifically kind of about LA. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I that buys it a little bit of leeway. And like it, it's it's showing like it's dark, it's intense, it's brutal, it sucks out here. Like it's not really glorifying a lot of what's going on. So I'm like, okay, like this is kind of cool. Like I definitely bet that this is going to be a pretty like dark like brutal investigation you know of like asking mm -hmm. all of these questions about like all of these ethical dilemmas and then i remember the david ayer wrote this film <laughs> yes and um as it goes 
it runs out of gas a little bit for me, kind of when uh, Denzel's like assembling his team and it's like, yo, we're going to go, we're going to do this job. We're going to do this job. We're going to do this job. And it is kind of like, it is kind of that like David Ayer. And I know Antoine Fuqua directed yeah, this. So yeah. I'm not saying that David Ayer directed this, but it's kind of baked into the Ayer pie of like, Ayer really thinks it's cool when men beat the shit out of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like the thing with David Ayer is it's like, it isn't even like, oh, it's cool to see Spider-Man beat up Dr. Octopus because like Spider-Man is a good boy and yeah. like he's beating up a bad guy. David Ayer just kind of like when a man likes when a mm-hmm. man's fist hits something and that something is now hurt. Like, and like he doesn't really yeah, do too yeah. much beyond no, that. No, no. Uh, so there's this like, it is kind of like, it's obviously like scary. And like, it is that like darkness and it is supposed to be bad from like Ethan Hawke's perspective. Like like when they are like beating up, I forget his name, when they're killing the guy to take his money that's under Sandman, the floor. Sandman, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, clearly the film is like, this is a bad thing that's happening. But there is kind of that air of it all of just like, that's pretty cool when he got shot with that shotgun, huh? Yeah, like, yeah. Wasn't it pretty cool yeah. when they're all like yeah. sitting around laughing about it? And it's like, it's like, it's bad. Don't get me wrong, it's bad. But like, wasn't it kind of cool? Yeah. Can can I? This is watching it this time. I I articulated it in my brain this way. Is that? Well, I'll I'll also just say before I say that that like here's the thing. As a a, a film that is a character study of these two guys gangbusters works 100 as a film that has to actually deal with the realities of the american justice system and policing in america not nearly as bad as a lot of films that try to deal with those things but also very very far from perfect yeah yeah, yeah. maybe even very very far from great, great. if not yeah good. yeah yeah um, kind of kind of neutral some good some bad some kind of you know yeah complex um, there's complexity like and so like you know i think that there's all of the stuff that hits close is mm. it close but it's never all the way there like i think that there is i think that there is a lot of mileage in like the whole thing with Denzel, like when he mm-hmm. lets the two like guys who are attacking the young girl go, mm-hmm. I think there is some interesting. There's some there's something interesting for like a black cop in Los Angeles, yeah, to be like, yo, I know these guys are like literally like potential rapists. Like I know that these guys are like literally like we're about to commit like sexual assault on this person and um we kicked their asses within an inch of their life Mm -hmm. and like and she got away and she's unharmed like and like that's justice my dude like yeah because i know one of the guys was i don't i couldn't really tell if he was like if he was white or if he was just like more like white passing like Latino or something. Sure. But like, you know, it's like one of the guys was black and one of the guys was not. So it's like, I could see that being like, yo, these guys are going to get fucking like, like, th- th- like, yes, what they did was terrible. Yes. What they did was awful. Like mm-hmm. fuck that. Fuck them. We beat their asses. That is their punishment. We don't need to like lock them up to get yeah. their asses beat every day for the rest of their life. And, and, and I think there's something mm-hmm. interesting there. And then the film just kind of like 
forgets about it and it never takes that extra step of mm-hmm. like of Ethan Hawk being like but dude like why did we let those guys go yeah and like you know th- and this is just me like writing things but like you mm-hmm. know there's a thing where like Denzel could be like like motherfucker like I am a black dude from mm-hmm. Los Angeles <laughs> like the reason I am here right now and the reason why I'm so good at my job is because like I fucking lived this shit yeah and like i know what these people are going through and like this is like like locking people up forever isn't going to fix any of this and like there's like kind of like those ethical questions but really it just kind of boils down to like hey guys like assaulting people is bad and beating the shit out of criminals is good yeah i don't find off david ayer i well yeah i think maybe that's what ayer thinks but i don't think that that's necessarily the statement that the film is making at the end of the day because like i i don't know i think if there's a scene in this movie in which denzel really explicitly draws out the like i'm a black cop that like came out of this shit i I think it's kind of unnecessary i think it's kind of i think that the texture of the film and the casting of denzel and like the fact that he you know just the fact of like when we realize what his house is and where he lives that he lives in the project still like that all gets like like you understand I, that just based on that meta text you know like it's all i think that all, of, all that text is there sort of sort, sort of. of but i think a lot of that is undone by the ending because i do think that there is the whole bit with like i think there is the bit where they go to meet the guys at mm-hmm. the um at the restaurant in the middle of the day yeah and it's like and it's a bunch of old white men yes and i was like yes, i was like that okay is, that I was is like, yeah like crystal motherfucking clear mm-hmm. like I, I i i see like i know exactly like i get you i'm with you like he is uh, despite I, the fact that he is allegedly these men's equal he's the one doing all the dirty work yes. and he is like instantly making himself like smaller and palatable and nice to them where yes. he's like such a big dick boy to ethan honk yes and i think that like that is there i do think that the where the film kind of ends with that character is like you get to the climax and it's kind of just like i don't know like i don't really feel like they treat him like a tragic character you know what I mean? I feel like they get to the thing and it's like, oh, wow, like that guy we were with the whole movie was secretly a bad guy the whole time? I don't think that it's secret. I think that the movie, like, 30 minutes in, you basically start to, like, get on the, like, no, this guy's evil. Like, this guy is No, bad. I know, but, like, that's, but that's the thing. But that's, but, that's, but that's what I'm saying is it's yeah. like, is it's like, is it, it's trying to kind of, like, have its cake and eat it, too. Because yes. then the whole, the whole thing with him, like, you know, because then that's the thing, because then because then this film is no longer raising questions mm-hmm. about like policing and its like place in 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 modern society. It's like telling you like, no, white men who do it by the bunk are good. And like that's and like, I don't know, yeah. it's it, it's it's fucked to think that like the film kind of like and I I don't think the film means to be this reductive. So I don't mean to be this reductive in saying sure. it. But like at the end of the day, it does boil down to like like the good white cop who follows all the rules and does things the way it's supposed to be is better than who, who he saves the day for all of the all of the poor black people in LA from yeah. 
from from the from the corrupt black mean cop who yeah. kills people and that, like who does yeah, all the bad stuff and that, then like it's yeah. kind of like you you then kind of have to which is kind of where the film ends you then kind of have to retrofit all of the stuff that happens with Denzel to be like okay like there's never a shift in Denzel in this movie like nothing happens to change him throughout the film so it's like then when you watch it again and you know from square one that he's evil yeah you're like oh so like there is nothing to be said for him like letting these guys go you know what i mean or there is nothing to be said for a lot of this because it's i don't know it's it is i think that this film hits the climax and it just kind of becomes like all right guys like Ethan Hawke, good. Denzel, bad. It's like a little bit, a little bit. I don't know. I don't think that Ethan Hawke's like. I mean, you're definitely on his side at the end, and I do think that that's a bit of a problem. It just in terms of the way, just in terms of the particular racial dynamics of him. Exactly, being one that exactly. is good. But again, as interpret, like as the story between the two guys, it makes it work so well because they just. It's it's both a, a personal clash in terms of the plot between the two of them, and also this like difference in philosophy between the two of them. That is like it's not only that they both represent these two different philosophies and they're battling, but also like you know the actual intricacies of the real world keep stepping in and like battling Ethan Hawke's view of the world as well. But also like Denzel's philosophy is kind of bullshit. Like it it stands up on its own, but then he does have the reveal at the end of being like. You know, clearly he he is in some ways led himself to, you know, th- this is the philosophy that he's used to kind of convince himself that what he is doing is is correct. But the final reveal right. that he is just fundamentally corrupt and power hungry and, you know. Will- yeah. And there's just there's just something weird at the end of the day yeah. about like that, that because like I get that they set it up at the beginning because yeah. he's like coming through when they're going to his house for the first time. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's like the one guy's like, hey man, like, thank you so much for what you did for my cousin, like, or mm-hmm. my nephew or like whoever it is, or my brother or whatever. Yeah. And then Denzel's out of your shot and goes, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. Like, like, I'm like, okay, cool. Like there's some something interesting there. Yeah. But then when it's just like, you know, when the entire cul-de-sac comes out to watch their showdown and then Denzel is like, like, I need y'all to help me. I need y'all to help me. And then like all of the, all of the, the good upstanding citizens are like, no, like you've made your grave and like now lie in it because we like the cool white Ethan Hawk cop now. And it's just like, like, we're not going to help you. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just, not hundred percent there, but, but here's it's not hundred percent there. No, but here's the thing, Caroline is the, the thing that you're missing, which is another thing about this movie that makes it very quote-unquote problematic in a lot of ways that we started to talk about before and then got away from was which is that that scene is cool and very climactic and uh yeah. very emotionally expressive and but okay so here's the thing i started saying that i want to get to because it's the first thing you mentioned because i the thing about this movie that i think is the most like metatextually difficult about it but also the thing about this movie that i think is like maybe the the thing with the most juice and the coolest, which is Denzel Washington's performance. This thing has a, I'm going to coin it now, it's a whiplash problem. It's the, like, when I think of the movie Whiplash, I don't think about what the movie's about. I don't think of Miles Teller. I don't really think about the plot. I think about J.K. Simmons's performance because it fucking rules. Exactly. And he's a cool guy that gives a very, 
like interesting, intense, like a Oscar winning, another Oscar winning performance um, of a character who is like just a terrible human being. And the movie Whiplash, well, actually, I think I don't necessarily love the way the Whiplash ends, but like the, most of what the movie Whiplash is trying to say, I think, is that J.K. Simmons' character is bad and he represents things which are bad and you should avoid and are like moral ills in our society and in music. Uh, but then at the end of the day, it's going to make it's you really, succeed. It's going to make you <laughs> succeed. That's the problem with Whiplash is that the ending of Whiplash fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, and it underwrites everything about the movie that came before it. But but the, the, the metatextual problem of that movie is that like, yes, that is true. J.K. Simmons playing a bad character is a bad person, but also he fucking rules. And I really like watching him be mean to all those kids. Like it's very right. interesting and dramatic to watch that. Similarly, in this movie, Denzel Washington, uh, a symbol of the corruption in the LAPD, an absolutely terrible human being who is is doing bad things to people and uh, fucking rules like so hard, like such a cool guy great one-liners dude's got a, a you know million dollar smile you just love to watch him smoke cigarettes and like beat dudes up like isn't it cool when he does all that and uh yeah and that is the thing which i don't know to me i think that central thing is both the thing about this movie that i find so endlessly compelling and sure, also the 100%. thing which like shoots the themes of this movie in the foot you know at every turn yeah and it's just that thing of like I do feel like I do feel like the movie raises a lot of really interesting questions there in the beginning. Yeah. And then I feel like you kind of get like a little bit past halfway, like may like probably not even two-thirds, honestly, maybe like five eighths of the way through. And and it just kind of goes, nope, the easiest answer imaginable is the correct one. Yeah. And like not in a not in a a, a, a it's kind of subversive way. It, and also, it's just like a well, okay, this movie is a thriller, and we got to get to the plot. Like, yeah, this thing's got to have a plot, you know? right? And it's and it's that thing of like you know, like I feel like a few fixes for this movie, you know, would be like at least for my for my sticking points is like you know, either you make Ethan Hawke like such a hothead from the beginning. Yeah. And it's kind of that thing for Denzel to be like, oh yeah, I like this. I like that you're being a fucking hothead. Like you're a hothead. Want to become be a hothead with me? And then like he realizes like, oh shit, like this is, yeah, like, I'm going down the path of like the bad thing. And yeah. like, you know, it starts with that like, oh, isn't this shit cool? Like street justice, so cool. Like so badass. And then like, as you go, you realize like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Or you kind of have it play out like it is and you kind of have to have a lot of what Denzel's doing to be correct in some way, yeah, shape, or yes, form yeah, there by the end. Because it just kind of like, it kind of gets to the point where like he kills his, he kills the guy who is his friend, yeah. allegedly. And mm -hmm. he, he has the whole speech, which is very good about like, I was playing him. My job yeah. is to like get guys like this off the street. Like that's yeah. what I fucking did. This like, guy sells I, drugs to kids. He is a bad person. Yeah. Like I, like that's what I got to fucking do. And also it's cool now. And like, also yeah. isn't it now like badass ambition that I get to take all of his money? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's yeah. like, it's like, you know, like it'd be one thing if, I don't know, it, it, it's always like pretty, there's just never, it never goes that step to make me like, 
just go fuck like damn that's that that's a tough question man like there's, there's yeah, it, yeah. It, it kind of i do think that there's a lot of that coding there with mm-hmm. um with uh denzel's character like there is a lot of that like like you can infer you know like well he's like this because he fucking grew up here yeah you know what i mean but it's like and it's also a problem too that none of the other like none of the other black people in the film are any sort of like notable character or counterpoint yeah yeah which like on the one hand is like okay fair it's just about the two of them for the most part like yeah the, the next biggest role is uh a sandman yeah. which is like two two three scenes so it's like on the one hand i get it but on the other hand they're they they, they kind of never complicate a lot of what they're going for sure and i do think that david ayer Actually, I, I, I'm not going to say I do think. David Ayer fucking loves cops, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's, like, that's the, his whole fucking filmography. Okay, so here's the thing. That's, that's the, like, cops rule. We love cops. That is I, the even more fundamental problem. And I want to go on record here and say, uh, David Ayer, not my favorite writer by a long fucking stretch. Uh, but yeah, that's the fundamental issue with this script is that like, it does feel like everyone, like Antoine Fuqua, all the actors on set, you know, all the producers agree because this thing was directly inspired by like LA, like corruption found in the LAPD after, you know, in the 10 years after the Rodney King trial. Like that's what this movie was inspired by. That is the thing that they wanted to explore. And it feels like everyone else in the production is like, these are some like, these are some terrible people that when you try to think about what they're doing, do raise some difficult, like moral and ethical questions in our society that we should explore in the, you know, in, in the, in the means of having a film. And then David Ayer's like, I'll write the script about that. Okay. And they go, okay. And then he delivers the script back and they go, this script is kind of about how cops are cool. And he goes, yeah, but it's about how like they're all corrupt and bad. And we need to like deal with the ethical quandaries that that represents too. Right. And they go, yeah, but it's also about how cops are cool. Like you, you, you snuck in a bunch of stuff about how cops are cool, David right. Ayer. Cause that's just like, what do you, I mean, if you watch the rest, I'll say the only other David Ayer thing that I don't loathe, because I like this movie a lot, and is uh, is Fury, a movie that I think is like eight, a very similar, like 80%, like really compelling, and then 20% just absolutely shooting like its stated themes in its foot. You know, right, no, 100%. Choice. It's, it's especially I mean, the, the same exact thing. Movie. Yeah, it's, it's the, the same, same exact thing, thing how in the Fury. ending just kind of, yeah it's the same exact thing of like of like wow like isn't this brutal isn't this awful isn't it mm-hmm. hell that people have to go through this and it's all kind of for nothing except then yep. you get a cool tank battle mm-hmm. <laughs> ending of fury i think about the ending of fury sometimes and how like perfectly wrong it is and it really like yeah. oh it goosed my brain up have you seen end of watch i haven't i, I kind of don't want it, to i saw it very shortly after it came out and I would need to see it again before I really had an opinion. I, I mean, because it's it is that thing where it's like, I mean, very similar to this. Like you're kind of gobsmacked by uh Jill and Hall and Pena, like doing yeah, yeah. they're like they're like the whole buddy thing. And it's yeah. like it's you're kind of gobsmacked by it and it's well done, but it is kind of that thing of like obviously very uh unnuanced and it's you of policing, and it's probably like, you know. And I'll be the first to say in the last seven years since that movie came out, I yeah. have uh, r- really, really gradually, but 
very, 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 very intensely reconsidered <laughs> kind of my own thoughts on police and that's, police violence and all of that stuff. That's a lot so, of people in this country right now, I would say. Yeah. So I do feel as if like, I feel like I would probably watch it now and kind of be like a lot more mortified than I was seven I, years ago watching it. But I do, I do have this like take and it's not a hundred percent there, but it is just like a capital T take, which is that like David Ayer is like the inverse David Simon because like the wire is a show about like gangs and cops and how they're both like pretty, like fundamentally busted groups of people, but they're all playing the same game. And, you know, they're all, there's just a, a mess of, of interconnected, you know, personalities and ethical view sets and philosophies and like interesting plot dynamics that like tie them together inscrutably. And then all of David Ayer's stuff is about how they're gangsters and they're cops and both groups are cool as shit. And they just like, (laughs) and there's a bunch of like interconnecting philosophies and like, you know, and plot points, which, you know, character types that like keep them together. Like, yeah, it's, that's the thing too, is like for as much as David Ayer loves cops, he also really, really likes gang members. Yeah. He thinks gangs are cool. Uh, And like, yeah, it's it's a lot, David Ayer. What a what a guy. And I want to be clear. Mm-hmm. I did actually like this movie yes. overall. Yeah. It's just it's really hard to talk about anything like yeah. this and not get into the like. So what is the giant elephant in the room implication of what yes, this film is, of what this movie <laughs> what this film is. is working with? Yeah, and I like. I mean, obviously there is, you know, just because it's the the thing with propaganda and copaganda in particular that it's like you know it's 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 in in there even if you don't mean it to be like you can read you know the the explicit message of a film can be different than some of the things that it metatextually says and like i think that this movie has a pretty good reputation even now because like when when asked the question of like is police brutality and police corruption a thing that is good and necessary the answer this film gives is no and like, you know, yes. and, and like, d- despite all the like, obviously the very difficult stuff that it implies too that we've been talking about like that, I mean, between that and also obviously like the two lead performances, that is the reason why I think it's still, you know, remembered at least fairly well compared to other cop movies, you know? Definitely. And no, and I agree with that. Yeah. However, the alternative, at least by implication, mm-hmm. is is like corruption and like street justice within like policing is that justified is that moral and the answer mm-hmm. is no yeah the implication then is, is the correct thing is to do everything by the book yeah which like yeah. okay to some degree the letter of the law as it is in this country like bad yeah but better I, than I, I, vigilante street justice perhaps no sure sure sure, sure. but like what, I, what, what i'm getting at what i'm getting at yeah. is like the way that laws are written mm-hmm. they are written in a way that theoretically if you follow them is good and like yeah. the ways that the that the police are legislated to operate yeah the, if you look at like a lot of the stuff that's on the books are police. A lot of the things that, like, a lot of the reason police in America, like policing in America, is so fucked up is because so much of what they do is extra judicial. Yeah. Extra judicial. Yeah. And so much of it 
like if the way our justice system purports to work worked then okay yeah like maybe theoretically in an ideal vacuum where there is no really nuance or gray area theoretically yeah good cops doing it by the book doing what's on the book is good and is better than you know what um what denzel's character is doing in this film Mm -hmm. however the loopholes and gray areas and oversights and all of that shit that is inherent to american policing that is quote unquote like can be passed off as people just doing it by the book Mm -hmm. is horrifying yeah and it's yeah. horrendous yep. and it's and it's just like human rights abuse after human rights abuse after human rights abuse so it's like when the film does say like oh man like corruption like corruption and bad cops boy howdy those things are bad it's like <laughs> ethan hawk is probably also a corrupt bad cop in a yeah. different way yeah yeah well which the, again the movie kind of deals with because so much of his character is about how his ambition and his oh, both you know the magnetic personality of um of of fucking uh fucking um denzel and his own personal ambition in this thing that is his job leads him to become corrupt and dirty and do things which are corrupt and dirty outside of denzel washington's explicit you know purview like the fact i i think again there are times in this where i'm going when i do go like david Ayer, you actually did a smart writing like that was that was good and like the fact that in the beginning of the movie, he says, like, we don't do that Rodney Kitch- King shit anymore. And then he yeah. puts the guy in a chokehold immediately is yeah. like, I was like, OK, that's a, you know, a, a, a good observation that like when this guy in his pursuit of doing something, quote unquote, correct, saving this young woman from being raped by these two guys, just without Denzel's you know, input does some shit that is extrajudicial and bad and then just continues to do so as he's being pulled along and pulled along. And like, and it's a thing that like, I, you touched on it before, but like, I do think the, the, the four horsemen, the other detectives, the old white guys scene is so important to this film because it does at least Correct. start to nod at the idea of, okay, well, not just that the establishment is itself corrupt, but the establishment doing things, quote unquote, by the book is still going to lead to a lot of pain and suffering. And fundamentally, the people that are running this thing, no matter no matter how good one individual fucking, one individual guy might be in the face of it, still makes the whole institution fucking terrible. And, right. and that is, and I will say that as a scene that, you know, we read, I think it's like just in the Wikipedia, but like Antoine Fuqua was like, the producers wanted to cut that scene because they're like, it is boring. It is dragging it down. He's like, no, you idiots. That's the whole fucking point. Like we need to have a scene where, you know, it ties back to the idea of like, it's not just Denzel being one corrupt guy. It's not just that like, it's, you know, the case of a few bad apples spoiling the bunch. It's fucking, it goes all the way to the top. It's, it's the people that laid the groundwork for this shit. Yes. And, 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 and I, I agree. And that was like, I mean, is that actually my favorite scene in the movie? No, because it's yeah. probably something where Denzel's doing something cool as fuck. Yes, exactly. Um, which is, again, the problem with the, <laughs> the problem with the, the, thing that is, <laughs> the thing that is good and compelling and also the problem with it, yeah. But as a capital A, capital E art enjoyer, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I do find that scene to be the most compelling because it is the one that is just like inherently 
the one with just kind of like the most meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in and of itself, in terms of like the filmmaking of it all. So I do appreciate that scene. And I think that's like a pretty clear like indication of like kind of what's wrong with this film is like you have David Ayer that's like, man policing that shit's rough rodney king that was bad anyway look at these cool cops yeah, yeah. isn't their life hard because policing's hard and it's like and then you have anton fuqua being like what what about like some of these like interesting yeah like, moral uh, gray areas yeah like Let's ethical dilemmas into... or whatever and like mm-hmm. and like like the implications of all of these things and then producers and then the producers are like shoot shoot bang bang cut out everything that's not that <laughs> that's and not yeah like, te- that's not tense and thrilling like we need to sell this film um uh, yeah it's like i uh i okay so i will say i don't know if y'all know this but they're making a prequel to training day yes what's it what 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 was it was it called orientation they, day there <laughs> <laughs> it's called police academy seven <laughs> um no it's so it's it's i guess they've been talking about it for a few years like there's uh you know one of those things where it's like oh is it with, there's gonna be with john david washington okay well that's like the theory people are putting out because okay. which here's my thing one don't touch this with a 12 foot pole just don't do it like don't fu- just don't like just don't yeah um but you know I love John David Washington. You know, you got to get true. that. You got to get true. that guy in a blockbuster movie. I'm not going to say no, um, but it is Train Day prequel. They announced they have at least like a film. The cur- there's no other information about it, other than like there was a couple of scripts that got commissioned, and I think they chose one. Which you know, how much of that script is going to make it into the final movie? Who knows? Uh, but it's called Training Day: Day of the Riot. And it's like about, about Rodney, Rodney King. King. It's about um, it, it's about Denzel's character. Oh, when he's like an early, like when he's in the Ethan Hawke position early on in his career, right before Rodney King. Interesting. Yes, which, I can see. Yeah. So I have two reactions. Yes. One, I think the fact that it is uh, that it is 2022. I think the fact that a lot of um, there has been a the questions we are getting about in more mainstream films about like race and class and all of this stuff in society. Mm-hmm. Like, I think mainstream films are getting a little bit better. So I'm kind of like, you know what? Like, it, it will yeah. probably be fine. That said. Like training day does Rodney King. I go, oh no. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 and I think the both of us have opinions which are good, but you know, we don't know. Yeah, I like to think know. so. I don't fucking um, know. But it is that thing, yeah. It's like it's like I like to think that I am uh, you know, uh, okay when it comes fairly, to fairly analyzing art in this but, way. But yeah. um yeah, at the same time, uh yeah, um call me on my bullshit. That's fine. I actively welcome it. Yeah, <laughs> um yeah. one yeah, more I mean, 
Sorry, go on. No, no, no. What were you going to say? Do you know that there was one season of a training day TV show? Oh, no. That's was it the worst. Like a procedural? Which... Yeah. <laughs> Let me guess. Yeah. It was in, what, okay, 2008? No, 2017. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, shit. I need to see this now. I need here's, to look this it's up. Got, so here's the thing. I think the only reason they didn't do a season two is because I look, I guess the the thing they brought to oh, it was it's not Paxton. was Bill Paxton and he died like right before it premiered. Um, and they just switch one. They're not in narcotics. They're in the special investigation section, which to me screams, well, that's like not very training day. Um, and also it's like, it's about a young black officer with a the way that this website is describing it, morally ambiguous detective Frank Rourke, Bill Paxton. Um, yeah. So Ugh, like R.I.P. Bill. Don't R.I.P. Bill Paxton. We do stand a legend, but also the idea of a training day procedural TV show is uh, the worst thing ever that I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, sounds like a nightmare and a disaster. Yeah. I'm going to agree with all that. Retweet. Yeah. Um, make an, go back in time, save Bill Paxton's life, make an Aliens TV show, send tweet. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's going to be an Alien TV show, and I know I'm going to hate it. It's, I'm looking forward not to, I'm, I'm, let me put it in a way that is a sentence that makes sense. I am not looking forward to that TV show in the least. No, and yeah. I fucking love Alien. I mean, we, but obviously, we are in the same boat here, Caroline. Yes, two uh, people the show who is love Alien. Just, yeah, I can't. I can't imagine how many, um, how many fine folks at the Wayland Utani Corporation there are going to be, and how um, it's not actually the fact that it's a giant corporation that's the problem. It's just that there's like these two bad guys. Yeah, you know, because everything from now on uh, that is Alien related is going to be made by the Walt Disney Company. So. Oh God. Oh, so God. hashtag not all corporate conglomerates. Oh no, Caroline, that's the first time I've thought about Put that, that together. Yeah, in no. that way. Oh God, no, that was my that was my very that. first thought. I hate that when so I found out much. that Disney was acquiring 20th Century. My very first thought is Disney cannot uh, own Alien. Uh, oh, that's horrible. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. I would rather have Disney. Life. I would rather have Disney own Alien than Amazon own Alien because Amazon yeah. now owns James Bond and The Wizard of Oz, which that sentence alone makes my skin crawl. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I would rather Disney, but I would also just rather 20th Century Fox just be its own fucking thing. Uh, because yeah. monopolies are bad. Yeah, Training break, day. Break up the okay, so I, I again, because this film is so large in its breadth, I'm kind of now just like avoiding it. Um, but do you know who the original two actors were? cast to play the lead roles no matt damon as jake hoyt and samuel l jackson as alonzo harris Ooh, that is a very different movie that is a movie where both of them are way even cooler than they are are. (laughs) yes even cooler and like hey two actors who i also adore but I, I I like Ethan Hawke and Denzel more, and I think they do a better job. Um, Actually, I, I I take that back. I mean, uh, Sam Jackson is capable of some pretty. Yeah, I do think I do think uh, Damon would have does not have the world weariness that Hawke has, especially at this the, time. I think Damon is a little too hot, a little too pretty. 
Yeah. And so he's a little too golden boy right out of the gates where Ethan Hawk always has that edge to him, you know? Yeah. Hawk's ability to look both like so fucking young and green. And also like he's been through the ringer like five times. Yeah. Ethan is... Hawk is somehow 26 and has more wrinkles yes. than my dad. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I can look at his face and I can recognize both of those facts without even thinking about it. Okay. So they didn't. So Washington came on. And then they started, you know, they didn't do Damon. They started looking for a new Hoyt. First went to Eminem. And he said, oh. no, I'm doing 8 Mile. Good choice. Would, Good choice. That would have been a different movie. Um, they also looked at uh, our boy, Tugboat, Toby Maguire. Oh. Uh, uh, but the other man He would have been, can you imagine, at Peter Parker age, him playing Jake Hoyt. Uh, Paul Walker, too cool. Oh. Would have been too cool. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr., mm, okay. Rally, too cool. Ryan Phillippe, horrible. And uh, Scott Speedman, who I don't even know who that is. Zero idea. Um, I he know was, Scott He was in the Underworld movies, okay. Can I, Carson, I use this to pivot? We did not come back to the game in B did in, in this recording episode. Oh, we shit. recast it. We did. Yeah, I just hit me as you were talking about the people oh they didn't God. cast that we have four very fun pairings to talk oh, about. Let's, let's, close, let's close the show with this. Holy okay. shit. Holy Actually, shit. Um, for those of us listening at home, um, Corey, that was a really good bit of comedy. We had this planned from the get-go. <laughs> um, we are smart. We know what our show is. We only created the whole thing. Um, all right, so this first pairing we got Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, I'm looking at him right now. Ben and Affleck. Wrong. Uh, wrong. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. 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 I mean, yeah, actually, no. It, that would that one's pretty good. That one's not. Okay, bad. so far, okay, we're gonna rank these. So so far, that's top that's by default. Top. By far, that's number one by default. <laughs> oh, the next one is insane. Cursed. It's a curse. It's all right. so cursed. The next one is Jamie Fox oh. and Brad Pitt. I forgot about these. Ooh, that was a freaking good I know. No, 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 you just, no, Caroline, you just like that one because it's what if they were pretty. That's the that's the what if the training <laughs> type boys were pretty one. Shit, you are so right. You are so right. Uh, okay, so I think I think Fishburn in Affleck is one. And then I do think that um Fox and Pitt are two. I agree. I, I, the, the last one is yeah, I think the last one's the worst one. I think the last one's the best one. Um, oh. All right, so number three. Um, this is act. This is my favorite. Um, Will Smith and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh no! 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 if you did like a movie now, if Martin Scorsese did like a cool, you know, like a movie about how the cops are bad now, and it was Will Smith and Leo DiCaprio, that that'd be pretty good. I'd watch yeah. that. Yeah. No, that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Smith is definitely. I don't know. That's the thing is, I don't think I'm actually gonna look this up because He's I don't think young. Will Smith, Will Smith and Denzel are definitely like Denzel is definitely older. Yeah, yeah like don't think it's. Years. Do you think it's yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. You're probably right. Um but okay, yeah, that's fair. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, maybe even maybe even more than that. Honestly. Okay. I'm just wrong. Will Smith is far too young. Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio in this role. The question would be: Wait, they're letting children sign up? To be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's 2001. I was like, Catch Me If You Can. He's still pretty baby. I was about to say, um, Catch Me If You Can yeah. is a movie that only works because he looks like he's 10. Yeah. Um, I think if I am going to cherry pick the ones to make the best version, I think it probably, ooh, is it Lawrence Fishburne and Brad Pitt? Is that the best combo you can make from these six? No, guys? Brad Pitt's too cool. It's You got it right the first time. It's it's Larry and Ben. Yeah. I think, Okay. Because Ben, Ben, the thing that Ben Affleck could really hone in on is the hotshot ambition of the guy. Like he yeah, could, do, I just he, think he yeah, could okay. do that, and then he could do the like, I'm all fucked up inside, like you know, like you you, you fucking betrayed me thing. You know, he could do he could do that. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Speaking um, of which, we got one more. Oh, we yeah. do. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. We got one more. Uh, this got one more. Is, okay. This is my All favorite. The marbles. Unquestionably, uh, Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Great, but, but it's but it's Bugs Bugs Bunny is the Denzel role. <laughs> He's Alonzo. Um, Oh, I think that it's great. Oh, I, and, just thought, um, I just thought of the gif, but it's Bugs Bunny. It's a carry <laughs> on a cigarette. <laughs> Kirsten is canceled forever. Kirsten uh, is not allowed to come back on the show. Ooh, Corey congrats fair. to being promoted to co host. Understandable. It's um, my long uh, game. Yeah, Carson, you're dead to everyone. Uh, yeah, no, I get it. I think I got to go like live alone on an island somewhere now. <laughs> Oh, oh okay. God. Is, <laughs> is that training day? Yeah, I feel like we kind of think that might be training there, day. But they think we, can, we both can't end it there, but also I have nothing else to say <laughs> of any import now. Oh. Um, yeah, overall, it's a, it's a film from 2001. About, very very it's much a, it it's is. A, it's better than traffic. I'll give it that. Yeah, true. Better than crash. Way better than traffic. Actually, maybe not way better than traffic. It's been a minute since I've seen traffic. It's better than crash. I, I will go. Sure. I'll, I'll oh, yeah, say, for sure. Hey, it's better than bright. That is true. Yeah. That's way true. Oh, yeah. They really they really said, let's make let's make a fucking cop film, but it's orcs and god how the fuck did that thing that just came out a couple years ago right yeah Yeah, 2016 was it 17 yeah 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 it is bad and it is it is david ayer just being like what you think that my 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 (laughs) racially my 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 racially uh charged cop movie (sighs) uh is dated and maybe doesn't say anything that isn't that black people and cops sometime you thought that was a problem <sighs> get a load of this, this. <laughs> it's, uh, it's rough <laughs> i served up a new one for you oh god all right um yeah this time the black guy is the racist <laughs> is racist against an orc it means something i swear to god it means something it does uh uh, Corey, tell the nice people where they can find us on the internet, even though they will us, never Corey. want to. But it's out of our <laughs> yeah. 
Um, all right. Well, if you like what you hear, or even if you didn't love that, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review really would help out the visibility of our show. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash HHYNSPod. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and TikTok at HHYNSPod. And a very special thank you to our patrons. If you'd like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash HHYNSPod. We have multiple levels, all with their own perks. As I said, if you're interested in hearing more, please visit patreon.com slash HHYNSPod. And a special plug for our Patreon, uh, if you are interested we are about to film our or record our episode on Eclipse, which yes. means God, that's going to be so much easier than recording an episode on Training Day. Yeah, and oh. you want to know why? You want to know why? Because um, here's a take: Eclipse, pretty good. What? Okay, all right. Interesting. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm not. All right. Lying. Okay. I right. liked well, it. So it's going to be a fight. It's, you've chosen violence, Caroline. All right. <laughs> uh, so you get to hear a fight and you get to hear me tell my worst breakup story. Of oh, yeah. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. I, 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 I am so excited. I was so. there for this. I just need to it recalled in brutal oh, detail. God. Yes. So for $5, you can hear all of that and more. That's worth it, I think. So Carson, mm. um, do you want to know what you're watching next week? I, d- you know, I already know, but let's 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 do it. What <laughs> am true. I? You do have I'm very excited for this spreadsheet. movie. Yeah, um, I do have access to the spreadsheet. Well, using your master's degree in acting, please pretend like you are um, shocked <laughs> when I tell you that next week we will. Oh wait, this is actually great. I'm actually wearing my. Uh, oh, you wearing the shirt? Lana Wachowski hey, show right perfect. Now. Um, <laughs> we will be watching um, the Wachowskis debut film bound fantastic very exciting very exciting we will see you all next week when we talk bound 